Hey, Mark. How you doing? Hey, Justin. Uh, I'm cool this week. I've got my cool. uh, air conditioner fixed. Oh, that's good to hear. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just a little bit dirty and had to clean it out. But uh, like before that, it was 33 degrees during the afternoon, even while it was running in my apartment. Uh, 33 degrees in American is, uh, check on Google, it's like 90, 92 degrees, 91 and a half. What? I mean, you don't look Inside cool. my apartment. Like, you, uh, you, on, you look now uncool. It's, <laughs> now it's like 24, though. That's, I feel great. Okay, okay, uh, great. So, so comparatively speaking, yeah. Okay, got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yourself, how have you been doing? Yeah, good. Um, actually, we've, we've uh, cleaned out the basement uh, here. So, I'm in, I'm in the basement room right now. And, uh, you know, the way heat rises, this is the coolest room in the house. Because we don't have AC here, and it's been pretty hot. But uh, yeah, so I'm feeling pretty cool too. So yeah, I think both we're both cool. All right, we're both well, cool guys. At least, at least for me, it's a, a big change from last week. I <laughs> nice. basically did nothing because I was just like I had the fan on me, you know, in my chair at my computer with the air conditioner on. I was still just like sweating and suffering. So wait, are you talking about your goals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, I, I did like the minimum to you know keep everything going and and that was about it just because uh i yeah just uh it's so just too hot. hot in my apartment yeah any any work I, on the um uh health stuff um that was kind of mixed um i i did go out to my friend's birthday party which i had already planned and ate a bunch of junk food had lots of pizza had lots of beer so like that was that was not a win um, but my overall goal was to, you know, hit a, a reasonable diet X number of days a week. Mm -hmm. uh, initially, it was six. That was too hard. I lowered it to five, and I actually did hit that. So mm -hmm. that's good. Still made it out, like, running just a couple days this week. But but I, I was also going out, like, every afternoon and walking all over the city from cafe to cafe because I couldn't handle being in my apartment. So <laughs> You needed some AC. Even even just like uh, being on the ground outside uh, is cooler than being at the top floor of yeah. an apartment building yeah. where yeah. all the floors below me are running their conditioners mm -hmm. and sending heat up. Yeah, cool. So, well, so what, yeah. well, what about um, like numbers, uh, like any good uh, new sales or anything interesting like that? Yeah, yeah. So I'm now at the highest number of Alchemist Camp subscribers ever. It's 110. So I, I had one churn and got three new ones in the past week. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's interesting. So what's, the, what's your churn um, every week now or every month um, approximately? Should, maybe, maybe I should go over that in the, uh, the screen sharing. But it's, so it's, not super, uh, it's not super consistent. Most weeks there's none. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'll have like two or three in the same week. Um, yeah. Especially if I, I, if I did like a uh, It's like kind of when promotion. it starts hitting that, you know, so if your churn, I guess, over over a year is like five percent or ten percent or something like that, that's when it starts. That's that's where you sort of find your natural plateau about how big it grows until yeah. you can sort of work out how to bring that churn down or really boost the amount of people it, coming it's in. It's definitely more than that for a year. It's still about uh, sixty percent total lifetime retention. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. 
of everyone who ever has signed up, about 60% are still here. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so, so I think a normal monthly churn rate might be like 3% or four. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, it makes a big difference. Like that's a, that's a big number that, that, but obviously you're not at the scale now where you need to worry about that too much. But once you've got like a thousand customers, then if, if you get up to that level of customers, by the way, yeah. I mean, but also how's your, how's the other project going? The Phoenix Igniter. Uh, didn't do anything on that this week. Okay. I, I did do some UI stuff for it the week before, but um, as I said, I, I spent a lot of time outside and especially given that I use one of these huge ergonomic keyboards, <laughs> I, uh, oh my God. I don't, uh, you know, I don't take my Mac mini and my monitor and my oh, giant keyboard okay, right. oh, to the coffee shops. So when okay. I'm in a coffee shop, I'm not coding. Oh, that's a big doing, deal. Yeah. Yeah. So what I've been doing in those afternoons is reading and, uh, I I've, I've basically, let's say, I think I read almost three full books in the past week. So, so why not get a laptop? Uh, get, well, uh, just price, performance, money, all that. Um, I can't use a laptop keyboard anyway, though. So even huh. if I had a laptop, I need to take my ergonomic keyboard with me. Because of the just hurts hurts your hands. Yeah, it it wouldn't hurt too much the first week. Um, yeah, but as I said, like. Three years ago, I was at a point where brushing my teeth hurt. And wonder, it's been this long, slow thing to recover. Yeah. And I've, I've been doing stretching and I've been, Interesting. I've been uh, uh, you know, following a number, of, uh, a number of practices to improve them. But I also need to like, remove the underlying cause, which is uh, like trackpad usage is number one. Mm-hmm. Cell phone usage is big. And then... Uh, a mouse is kind of borderline. Using a bad keyboard is kind of borderline. Is, isn't there one of those um, those mouses that are like a ball that you move around with your fingers like that? Have you ever I seen have those? a vertical mouse. Have you seen this? No, I haven't it, seen that. You hold it, uh, you hold it uh, still similar to a normal mouse, but the part under your index finger is very high, so your, your hand is at a 45-degree angle instead of being parallel to the table. Do you, I, I knew someone who had really, really bad um, RSI, and they used um, a ma- it, it wasn't a mouse at all. It was a, it was a ball. Have you ever seen those? Um, the one where your thumb is on a, a ball, and then you still click with your fingers. Well, the ball is about this big, <laughs> and the okay. ball. So it's like imagine there's a little base, and there's a ball, and then that ball is on rollers that that enable it to sort of know where it is. So so you're doing this with it. It's you're, you're basically your hand is like this, and you're doing this, and then you do, with your thumb you click, or with your, you push the whole wall down. And it's I like, haven't used that. Um, I suspect, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's better than a normal mouse or or not, but I suspect mixing it with a normal one would be good. I'll send you. A, I'll I'll try and find it and send you some links yeah. just in case that's useful. Because it's for like, the most part, I mean, I try to avoid the mouse. I try to use, oh, like yeah. I use I use Vim. I try to do everything with a keyboard. Got it. Okay. Yeah. For me, uh, more carrots, obviously a lot more carrots, um, carrot automation. Um, I have now gathered 500,000 carrots. Oh my gosh, okay. So I'm getting close to my million carrot goal 
And Every I will. Every time you say carrots, I think it's about your chop diet. At the, at the like the first second. Oh, or two. okay, yeah. And no. then I'm like, oh no, he's talking about mine or not? Skyblocks. Skyblocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm 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 getting I'm just like leaving the auto clicker running every night, and I told you that that made that was making me think about automation. So mm-hmm. um, my wife uh, just finished. She she does this play therapy course where she does it in person every week and. Um, it's 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 the it's a play therapy course for therapists to teach them play therapy and she's she's been doing it for a couple of years online so i had built a basic platform where where she, we could kind of store the videos and if people had missed the course they could kind of go into the platform and watch them well we've kind of got to that point where we've got two years of videos and um there's we can sort of pick and choose the best 12 well the best I mean, each with each one, it's about four hours. So, I mean, there's there's loads and loads of content. There's like 150 hours kind of thing of content. But we what 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 we did is we've created an automated um, self serve uh, version of this course where it's not live. It's all just the recorded versions. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've done between last time and now is just to create that automated version. And um, but also, it actually it's it's a pro- professional development platform. So when people do these courses, they can get a certificate. So oh, that was something that she's been doing. Man- so for the past year or two years, she's been doing it manually. She does the courses or they watch the, they watch the recorded version. Then they have to fill out a survey monkey form that hits all the regulations that the, that the regulatory authority wants. Uh, and then she manually opens up a word document and creates a, a certificate and then like sends that certificate to them. And there's this different concept of like contact hours versus non-contact hours that that can apply to your license or not. So a contact hour is when it's live one-on-one training and Mm non-contact hour is when it's like not live. So anyway, long story short, I basically, with carrots in mind (laughs) and automation and creating revenue through through automation, um, I've just been working on automating everything for her so that we can just go ahead and start selling this, um, this course. And it's great, and we've already pushed it out the door, and, and we're charging uh, four nine nine for the moment, and we've already sold seven copies. So, nice. uh, so it's nice, yeah. Wow. So that was good. Um, you, you actually remind me, I did get one thing done that, okay. that'll have like lasting benefits, and that is automation related. So I, I've got that uh, intro course when people go to Alchemist Camp, and they go to any of the articles or any of the episodes. There's a big green button. It was like you know, click here for an intro intro course. And it puts them through a very short series of questions on type form. Um, and I basically just find out like what their elixir level is, because obviously that affects the course and what language they know best previously. Um, and that can have a small effect on some things. And then just a couple other questions. Um, I've been basically I've been manually writing emails to all these people that uh, that click that button and go go sign up for the uh, the intro course, and you know they they're pretty they're pretty formulaic. Like for everyone who's a beginner, they get a very similar email. Uh, the only difference in the email is I'll, I'll comment on, you know like you said in the the sign up that your favorite language or the language you knew best was X, and uh, to get started with Elixir, let's look at X Y and Z. And they're they're like a couple of tiny things like if, if they said their favorite language or their, their language they had the most experience with is Erlang, then I've got like a different 
paragraph I write there because yeah, okay. it's the same VM as Elixir, and there there actually are some like they're a different kind of newbie. Okay. Uh, so, what I have uh, been doing up till this last week is uh, when I when I when I open up ConvertKit and I see I've got all these new people that have signed up and requested the email course, I just look at them. I, I organize them on you know like difficulty, and then I'll search my Gmail and sent and look at um, uh, just getting started because that that phrase shows up in my email to people who are completely mm. new to Elixir, and yeah. then I'll I'll uh, copy the whole email and then change a couple of words in it and send mm. that to them. <laughs> Very and familiar for, with that process for intermediate. Same thing. I just search for at an intermediate level and. Uh, you know, copy paste the same email in advanced. I still don't have enough that it's totally automatic. So I, it's gotten to the point where it's actually kind of a pain. Like I, <laughs> I had, I had two, I checked my convert kit twice last week and both times I had like five or six people or the first time it was even more because I hadn't checked it all week, but five or six people where I needed to send these emails. So I had to like open up Gmail, you know, spend some time doing it. So now I'm using those tags that are already in ConvertKit, or not tags, custom forms. I, we talked about that before. I use those these uh, or custom attributes on the user who signed up to send them the appropriate email. Because mm -hmm. in ConvertKit, I've already got the data of what level they're at and what language they, they came from. So the first email is totally automated. Then when they re respond back to me with their code, you know, then I'll I'll actually look at their code and make a few real comments and, and send them email number two. I find I, I was just, so I've obviously been working on the bootcamp to try and get it out, to get it out the door. And by the way, it is, uh, the content is finished now. Um, but what you make me think of is I was just going to, I was doing the intro. So for, with every single page, I'm doing a speak on the bottom of each, of each page as we, as we discussed. I and um, I was doing this bootleg tape, <laughs> yeah, bootleg, just... bootleg notes. <laughs> so I was doing the speak for the intro, and I I came up with a concept that I'm not going to use, but I do think that this is a correct concept about this journey, and you remind me of that, the Indie Founder journey, which is, it's like our whole Indie Founder journey is sort of like that nursery rhyme. There was an old lady who swallowed a fly, and then because she swallowed a fly, she then swallowed a spider to eat the fly, and then just progressively swallowed larger and larger animals. And that's what that's what you just described there, you know, like, Okay, all this email is coming in. Okay, now I've got to solve that problem. So then you solve that with this solution. And then at some point down the road, that is going to turn into another, another mountain that yeah. you're going to have to solve yeah. in another way. And then at some point, and it's just like this ever, never-ending bunch of animals we need to eat. <laughs> so about, about one quarter of the people that I send this email to do respond. So what okay. all I'm doing is... I'm just eliminating the, you know, the, the big chunk that's, that's, you know, most of the emails I have to send of the mm -hmm. initial part of their, their intro course. But uh, that, you know, I assume if, if I can keep on growing the number of signups, which I really want to do, then eventually it'll get to the point where, uh, where it's like even just like responding to that email is a pain or, or maybe I'll mm -hmm. need to automate a way to uh, yeah. uh, send email number two without like any extra effort on my part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah. anyway, yeah, automation is like, I, well, it's, I feel like it's double sided, double sided sword. Like you don't want to, you don't want to like 
go so into automation at the beginning that you never learn anything. Oh, of course, no, or no. that you have, don't have yeah. anything to like automate from. No, no, no. You eventually, can't. you know, you get tired of. Doing no, you've got to do what, what to do. You've got to do for as long as it takes. You've got to do it manually to just really understand it. So, um, yeah. So one. So Matteo, who's um, working, uh, who's one of the Nugget guys, um, he's building a, a tool that's like um, a sales a sales lead tool. So basically, the idea is you type in some keywords and it's going to give you back leads while you sleep. And so he's he's starting that off not by building any software but by just manually doing that. So he's got like three customers and it, they're just going to give him keywords and he's going to be on the back end, you know, like sort of Mr. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> like, oh, those are the keywords. Okay, let me work out how to get leads. And so that's going to be a much, much better learning for him um, to just try and work that out to see what that what he has to do as a human and then work out how to turn that into an automated process. You know what I think would be a really fun segment to do for this podcast? Like Tell in, me. In a screen sharing? Is sure. You could go through Nugget and see who's working on interesting stuff and we could share their project and talk a little bit about it and, you know, talk about what their, uh, uh, you know, what it does for people because maybe, maybe some people will sign up for it if it's the right service, but also just, you know, and right now, Mateo is working on XYZ. Like, yeah. you know, it'd, it'd be cool to get uh, uh, comments. Once, once I've deployed the site, spend the, the 15 <laughs> minutes or second. whatever I need to do. Wait a second. It'd be really cool to get comments on... Uh, Are you telling me the site's not deployed? No, I didn't even spin up the, the DigitalOcean droplet. OMG. I got, my so pro- I got the email Dude. done. I got yeah. the... So well, you um, asked for the IP address, and I was like, oh, okay, I have to like log into DigitalOcean and like <laughs> spin up a drop." All right. Well, well. By the way, hosts at um, reactor.am works. If you want to send an email, hosts. Right. I mean, you you got that right. You replied to that test. I did. I, I did yeah. get one. That was, that was yeah. cool. So again, if anyone would like um, an intro, now we have an official email address to send it to hosts at reactor.am. I now I don't hold out much hope. I doubt that we are ever going to have an intro for this show. That, and that's fine the, by me. That's fine by me. I think me. at the current rate, uh, I've, been, <laughs> I, I've been going through the uh, the editing of the old shows. Yeah. I think next week some people are actually going to hear the first time you said that. Oh, the first time I said that? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. So, uh, Exciting. Let's <laughs> there, see what happens. some danger. Well, um, it has to be, like I said, 10, 10 people. Um, 10 people. I, I think we'll get that. I think um, that's a good that's a good idea about Nugget. Um, uh, that that'll be better. Also, once okay, so a couple of things about um, Nugget. Would you, is it alright to talk about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So that I'm really hoping that the boot camp is going to be very close to going out. What I have left to do, um, you're you're taking notes or something, are you? I am. I I muted my microphone. I'm I'm. Uh... Uh, just checking. Um, so I, I talked to Mubs about, or I, I DM'd him on Twitter about oh, yeah. uh, Nugget, but he hasn't gotten back yet. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So um, my my Laura, who I work with, who helped me build um, the main uh, Nugget Startup Academy, she's amazing at content, at, at sort of creating content. She understands so deeply um, instructional design. And she made one point, which is there is no action with the bootcamp. It's just sort of consuming. 
So I think what I'm going to do is make that momentum, the momentum tracker available to everyone and basically say at the end of the bootcamp, okay, now start leveling up and just start tracking your process in this momentum tracker thing. And I'm also think I'm going to call it the momentum blog rather than a momentum log. Momentum blog. Okay. Because Mateo has been using it like a blog and it's much more interesting to sort of see his, you know, his thoughts and, and the different things. And I think that could be an interesting community feature. Not, not only am I moving forward, but I'm also having discussion with other founders about the choices I'm making. It, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I need to make that work. That's, that's something I need to do. Um, another thing I need to do is record the audio for the seven lessons and then obviously create a page. I mean, just finish up the actual page. But also, I've only got really one person's, um, one person who's actually making any money to do testimonials. So I need to find a few more of those. I need at least three more. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it for Phoenix Igniter once I pass like say 2k in a month okay. so it'll probably be probably be once i increase the price and put it in beta and email mm. everyone about it again yeah okay cool so that is sort of where i'm at with that and uh what i was saying is i think once that boot camp's out there there'll be more people in nugget and um we'll be able to sort of focus more on founders because because what does happen with a lot of people is um, you know, unless they're wildly successful, um, they kind of just sort of stop doing stuff. So there's there's a lot of um, there there's a lot of products, um, but in terms of movement, that I don't have enough for every show kind of thing right now. You also have to, uh, I mean, like the founders have to go back and forth between, you know, getting some money in now and like growing the thing in the future, and then if it's not big enough, also doing some contracting. Or, or something. The, that that's makes basically money. the yeah. I mean, that's what I've noticed that it's people are people who do, who can sort of be full full time into it are are faster at it. <laughs> you know, there's more For CPU sure. cycles. Sure. There's, they've got more CPU cycles, and it's funny how long some people take. You know, I've I've got some founders who dip in and out. I mean, from the from the beginning of even from the beginning of Nugget, and you'll sort of see them do like three months work. And then you won't hear from them, and then you'll see another three months, and they'll just incrementally push forward a little bit. It's very interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, even even for me, like just because I'm basically living off of Alchemist Camp. Yeah. But even now, like if I two x my revenue, like that means a lot of things that'll save me time, and I'll probably increase my growth rate. Uh, yeah. You once you can double d double into it, it. I mean. That's just, that's basically why I am so slow at this stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, oh my gosh, I would have finished ages ago if I didn't have Jack running around the house at the same time as two full-time jobs. I would well, be that, like... <laughs> yeah, that I can only imagine. I, I've got some friends here who just have the infant and maybe one three-quarter time job and they're, and they're, they're pretty much uh, maxed out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think contracting also, I think that's, especially contracting with a kid, just from what my friends have been saying, like, I think that's even harder for doing a startup because uh, basically anytime you're at home, you, you know, you could work on your, your new fledgling project that makes no money, 
or you could bill out your normal rate and you always have an incentive to bill out your normal rate. Um, whereas if you're like a full-time employee, uh, like one, if, well, I mean, maybe not now in California, but like uh, in general, it, it forces people to go into an office and do X number of hours. And so they, they have like a certain amount of salary covered and there isn't the same additional pressure at home and other times to also be, um, you know, billing out as much as possible. Well, COVID also uh, represents another issue about this because before COVID, I could at least go out to a, hotel, a local hotel and I'd work in the hotel and I would be out of the house. The problem with being in the house is the kid wants to play all the time and is asking right. you, can I play? And I don't, want to be, I don't want him to have the experience of me being a rejecting parent and saying, no, no, go away, I'm working. So I, you know, most of the time I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah. so most of the time I am doing a lot of playing with, with the kid um, so that he doesn't feel that, that rejection. So that is what makes it kind of pretty hard. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's, that's what my buddy was talking about too. Like he, like he spends a lot of time playing with his kid, but then when he does have an hour or two, it's really hard not to just contract during that. Mm. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, definitely early stage startup or bootstrap startup, whatever is, is, uh, is rough. Mm -hmm. So, so did you want to go do any screen sharing stuff or? Yeah, I want to share a sure. little bit. Uh, let me grab the screen. All right. So first topic, I now have the, the power to create an indie hackers group. So I made a membership sites group. Huh. So, so anyone who wants to talk shop about building and growing sites for paying members, come on in and join. I mentioned a number of sites, types of sites I've noticed, like screencast tutorial sites, um, business mentorship sites like Fizzle that I mentioned last time or Mixergy, and then even some huge stuff like Netflix or Crunchyroll. Like that's that's a membership site, and so. It's, it's kind of cool because uh, maybe this will bring in some more people working on similar kinds of stuff and we'll get some, get some learning from them. Uh, the other thing is my feature requests and content requests on Alchemist Camp have just been blowing up. <laughs> so this, this lightning bolt means I've accepted it. But right now I have, like, I have so much... I can do for Alchemist wow. Camp that people have proactively asked for, and these are things that are that are done. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the this is the huge um, project making this site for the site for this podcast that's just about done. So mm -hmm. um, makes me happy to see that. I think I think that really engages people more and makes them more invested in it. Uh, only downside is maybe competitors will also use this as like a list of things to do. Um, but I don't know. Um, cool. Alexa rank is at an all-time high. I finally hit 849 Twitter followers, I believe. <laughs> or I, th I think I had 850, sorry. Um, so that's that's been pretty good growth. Uh, what do we have? Yep, 850. Got it. So um, then on the YouTube channel for this site... It's also growing quite a bit. It is. So, 
Yeah, it is. It is. Wait, wait, when you say this site, you mean this podcast? Yeah, this like YouTube for Reactor. Um, so, yeah, last video got the power of Mac 11, Vim is eleven percent like, more clicks. Okay. Yeah. Average view duration forty minutes. What? On, that was episode thirteen. That means it's a small number of people. Probably, probably only two, and one of them finished, or maybe even only one. I so, so that's it. that. No, it's so three views. It's three views. So, so they on average watched the forty minute of the whole thing. Yeah, like in forty minutes. Thank you, is, people. Thank you. That is a crazy watch time. Yes. Um, so is. obviously, that's got to be like the the group that is most interested in, in seeing what what's going on. Um, Our three people. That three, yeah, yeah. Watch time has doubled over the last twenty eight days. Um, audience is up, reach is going up. So I think, yeah, 112 unique viewers over the month. Um, impressions, which is like people that see it show up on YouTube, is this is how it starts. This is how it starts. So, so one day we're going to be like Joe Rogan. We are going to have like millions, millions. He's he's uh, he's really good at what he does, and he used oh. to be um, he used to be a TV star like way back oh. in the day. Okay. So yeah, but but I think I think it'll it'll be, um, you know, it it may be bigger than Alchemist Camp. I, I don't so what know. do you think of Pinecast? Like, what do you think of those Pinecast stats? Oh, Pinecast, yeah. So this is this is also progress. Like, subscribe. So one thing that's annoying about Pinecast is the subscribers go up and down like crazy every week. I think it, it like resets and then just checks how many people have gone through it that week. Okay. But the seven day listens seems to be a useful stat to track. They should and do like a rolling also, average for subscribers, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't, I don't know how they do it. Like, like Pinecast is run by a single X stripe employee. Who's just like been gradually building it over a few years, but everything uh, is terrible. Yeah. That one did pretty well. Um, that makes sense. The, the it's a good best title. one was um, getting task flow to a new layer of the market. And Justin's side 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 project also is doing well. <laughs> so, I can't wait to get this nugget stuff out of the way so I can work on task flow. That's what I really want to be doing. That's yeah, my main yeah, yeah. thing. Oh my gosh. So anyway, yeah, I think I think the podcast side is up about uh, it's hard to say, like over one week, but I think it's up about maybe twenty five percent for the last month, mm -hmm. and then YouTube is up like eight times more, and that's because of clips. Yeah, making those clips is uh, is definitely a thing. So um, that's uh, that's really it for the screen sharing. All right. Well, I'll just um, do some screen sharing here, just real quick. All right. Um. So this is the the boot camp, and I'll just kind of go through some of it. I know I've been through been through it before, but I wrote like a, a an audience section. You know, this is the target audience for this boot camp. Mm -hmm. um, then here's the the little bootlegger. I love that. <laughs> and like, then why, why are they bootleg? Like you stole them from yourself? Or like... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then and then you you click it, and then out comes a little speak like this. That is a slick like, interaction. You like that? Yeah. Yeah, because you just don't. 
you just don't see that on websites very much. I, I feel like everybody's got the same like embedded little pill that expands. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that possibly this might get speak a little bit of attraction because people are going to click here and they're going to go, what, what is this about? Oh, the way that's inside the dashboard. How, um, how expensive is speak? Also, I, it doesn't have a price. I mean, it's not, it's not it's, released it's not yet. Priced yet, but I'm guessing probably if, if, if all goes according to plan and um, the indie founder bootcamp gets on product hunt some, some traction, then hopefully a thousand or so or more people will go through the bootcamp and they will be looking at speak and probably some of them will go, Hmm, that's interesting. I want to learn more about that. So I'm, I, it may just so happen that like I'll, I'll do a paid version of speak where it's just speaking, you know, it's just doing the audio. Um, because it doesn't have to do movement, you know. In in this case, just to just to be less confusing, I'm not doing any movement. I'm just basically doing the audio. Something that Jason Roberts said, you know, maybe it doesn't need the movement. Maybe it could just be an audio widget. What kind of movement do you mean? Uh, well, you know, just, like just the animation, how it slides in. No, no. The um, let me just uh, you know, speak is like fully sort of records the whole website and everything. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so look. That, if I that's... play this demo here, so yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is super cool. Like, I, I, I could see it even being useful for sites like mine. To be honest, um, even though like the the real sweet spot is like some SaaS with a complex interface. We've got to yeah. show how everything works. I mean, yeah, exactly. So, the, you know, I, but it's already just useful just as a spoken tool without sort of guiding someone around the website. And, and that's sort of just where I'm going to use it here is the first use case is just, okay, it's just going to say stuff. It's not going to point the mouse around. So, so right now, this is, this is all on like a single page load, right? Uh, let me just see. Like, just could, you, could you record a speak that navigates to your about page or that navigates to like a dashboard page and then the home page or something well, like that. Well, so now you're, now you're coming to the point about, um, about why I'm not doing speak, why I'm doing that, task. Because that would be a lot more work, I know. Yeah, why I'm doing task flow instead. Because, because speak, I, I do deeply believe in speak as a product, but um, in, with regard to um, the level up game of uh, founders, um, I think speak is just a little bit ahead of where I'm at. Um, it's, I should really have like, you know, half a million to a million in the bank and, and have a little team of people and in, put money into it. And I don't really want to raise funding because there, there's, a, there's a significant amount of work to make speak actually fulfill its promise because it's really clear the kind of stuff that it should be doing. You know, you should be able to record yourself completely interacting with a web page, moving between web pages and all this stuff. And it's complicated. It's complex stuff. The other thing, well, but, but it works on like a simple, like single server site or server rendered page like this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I wonder if this would work with Phoenix Live View. Uh, yeah. I mean, speak, speak will work with any HTML page, yeah. Like, like, well, but, but what if, will it work if you've got like a spa? Like, say you've got a React spa that's, you know, we're, we're clicking on things, we'll send, uh, send a, a request to the back end, and it'll get back some JSON and, and then react to those changes. 
Yeah, I mean, so basically, the way the way that um, the way that I've I'm envision envisioning coding it is, it will basically just just be able to. I, I mean, just as it is right now, like have have you tried that on a site uh, with with a spa? What's a spa? Single page app. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it will work. It will work. I mean, there's there's a there's one little tweak that I'll, I would need to make where. Um, it sort of like looks at the the address bar and sort of uh -huh. loads new uh -huh. stuff. So there there's a, there there is a little bit of extra stuff that I need to do. So right now it works on single single pages. I mean, man, it, it could, it's it's deep. It could be pretty pretty great. Yeah, because it, I just I suspect, not proven. Well, I, I, the reason I'm asking is I suspect it may already work with something using Phoenix Live View. Um, oh Because yeah. from from the uh, from the client side. Live view is just going to look like a highly optimized uh, JavaScript based spa. So that would mean we could put it on, uh, on the site for reactor as well. <laughs> it will, it definitely already works on, on a single page. Um, the issue is, is um, about moving. So we could put one speak on mm -hmm. the, the site. If you wanted to put two speaks on a single page web app, I'd need to do a little bit of work. You would have to be inspecting the, the location. That makes sense. Yeah. It just or or well, inspecting the location or the other thing is I could I could make it that if it sort of saw um a class on the page, then it loaded another speak. Or I could make it so that um th and this is probably how I'll do it, is I'll make it so that you can add five buttons on a page and each button you add a class with a unique speak ID. And when they click it, it sort of lazy loads the speak on the fly right there and then. That's probably how it would work. It sounds yeah, it sounds a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I yeah, I am interested in this product. Uh, yeah, but and like I said, I would love to do that product. I mean, if someone you know wanted to invest in with very good terms, I would work on it right now. But it, I don't have enough value in the business, so I'd be giving up a ridiculous amount of equity. Um, it, can't you just like sell the simple version to users at a lower price and then ramp it up over time as you build more? Well, what does the simple version do? I mean, so the so the simplest version is just audio, and I think I think that the, because it's also about the minimum. Um, what's the word? The minimum awesome product. So awesome product. <laughs> so because a minimum viable product can be kind of quite disappointing. So the promise that speak holds and this is this is what what i got from speaking to i mean like a lot of founders because i had like over 100 people sign up to the beta list and i spoke to a lot of them um on on uh on zoom like this and so they they all were super excited about it but they were excited about the potential like the what it should be able to do which is like they really get it really be interactive with a site, have multiple speaks per page, tours across their whole site, you know, just multiple speakers, all this different stuff that is, is going to be amazing. But the, the simple version of just recording one page, just one simple thing, they weren't super excited about. No one sort of was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you my money to do that. But they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you money to do the, the full thing. Um, so I How think much money were you talking about? Oh, I mean, like for some some people would would pay like, you know, hundreds a month for the 
yeah, yeah. I, I can see yeah. like for a very yeah. complex tool. Yeah, hundreds a month to to be able to. There was there was one guy I was talking about, and he had he had a, a very complicated site for brokers, mm-hmm. and um, the the brokers could manage multiple clients in in very complex dashboards, and he really wanted to like sort of speak and explain and and get get people on and onboard them, and where speak itself would um, you know you'd run a demo and it would like add new records to the database itself because it was essentially driving the website being a real user right right yeah um so i think that's that's the ultimate direction of it um but the simple product i'm not passionate enough about it yet right now to to focus in on just making the audio version um the version with basic movement isn't really interesting enough um unless i show unless i showcase it which i'm sort of doing here and i'm just more interested in task flow okay because because to me okay here's here's what's interesting to me about the simple version of speak or like whatever you have built now mm-hmm. is even if it doesn't do all these amazing things that that maybe could be in the promise of it if it's something i can put on my page and get more people signing up for alchemist camp both like free email subscribers and like better conversion on the sales page. Um, or even just doing one of those two things, like that's worth money. So like the way I see like the minimum viable product is like, is there a quantum of utility for somebody? And then as a user, it's like, is that somebody me? Well, why would it, why would it um, make more people sign up versus putting an audio clip on your page? Uh, seeing the mouse move, like if, if I say, uh, you know, here is, uh, you know, here is where you go to your user profile and they see the, you know, see the mouse click, and even if they just see the mouse moving as I'm talking about something, I could easily see that, especially right now when it's very uncommon behavior, I could see that as being like a 5% sales lift or a 5% mm. sign up lift. Um, yeah, that's, and, that's, it, and it might make stuff clearer too. Like people might just understand where all the stuff is and then, you know, keep using their account after they sign up. It's probably true. Um, and it's really, it really just comes down to founder fit. It's like, because I don't want to do a half, a half asked thing. Like if, if I'm, if I'm focused in on a product, I want to be focused in on that product and I want to go deep. So mm-hmm. I, will want, I will want to make a really great sales site for it. I will want to do content marketing for it. I will want to build an audience and I will want to, to do everything I can. And so, like I said, um, just, just to, unless there's huge, huge demand, I don't think it's worth my while because I feel like the right the right product that I can make a lot more people's lives better is with Taskflow because I think um, it's just a more it, it's for me as well like just the choices of about what I want to do that's tough like right, what should I right. spend my time on you know so I think that that can be a really good thing but it's also such a great founder fit for me it's just a small little product it's just a tool you know, all the things that I've already said. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're, so, you're a bit further along also for to maybe why it's not as interesting to you to do like the really bare bones version of it 
is because you know you've already done Plugio. Like if you want to build it, you probably want to make something bigger than Plugio was. No, I I I'd be happy to do as a I'd be happy to do it. I just think, um, well, it just depends on on user demand. I didn't get that. Yeah. I spoke to I sp- like I said, I got a hundred people signing up to the beta. Um, I had people putting it on their websites. Um, the the version that already exists, and I didn't have that kind of like feeling that I got with Plugio, where yeah. where people were when when I was building Plugio and speaking to people, they were like, "Dude, make make this for me, do this for me, do this for me." But even with that, the beta rollout of Speak, no one came to me in that way. You know, no one was super excited about it. But with Taskflow, the the people that I've spoken to are like, "Shut up." Just let me give you money. Make this. Make this already. Make this. Okay. So it's like, it's it's just it just feels more a better a better way to go. Yeah. Right now. I'm I'm probably filling in all the question marks optimistically in my my imagining of it. So I mean, feel, feel, gut feel is a is a really big part about the, all this stuff. You know. Yeah. Like how I mean, how do you decide what you're going to do? Um, that's a good question. I, I've tried to do like the rice prioritization framework. Like What's the that? Reach, reach times impact times confidence I can do it divided by effort. Mm. So RIC Interesting. rice. Oh, yeah. that's a strategy that needs to go into task flow, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually fairly popular. Like I know, mm, okay. you know, I've, I've read lots of blog posts of different people doing this. Um, so that those were those numbers that I had like tallied up in my notebook I showed you a couple months ago. Mm, okay. Um, just before I decided to like really, um, you know, put more time into getting Phoenix Igniter out sooner back then. Um, but it's still kind of fuzzy because I'm still it's still me estimating like what the reach would be and you know what what the impact would be and how confident I am and the effort. I guess I know how confident I am, but but everything else is an estimate. So I think one one thing that you're thinking is you're looking at this and you're going, dude, this thing is built like it works. That's my like, thought. It's like, like it's like this like this mon- could this could like improve sales conversions. Like monetize this, go for it. And I think that is that is such a common thing. Like it's it's this um, it's this like the technology is there, so so you know go for it. But that isn't. I don't think that is that is the right way to look at this stuff. You know, you need you need to look at this stuff based off, off market, off demand, off how it makes you feel, um, and I think that is that is a mistake that a lot of founders make. I'm not trying to say you're making a mistake here. Um, what I'm trying to say is it's a really common way to look at things. It's like, oh, I've already built this, so let's just some yeah. cost fallacy yeah. in that direction. You know what I mean? Um, and it, you know, it's cool. Like you're looking at it and it's cool. And you're thinking, yeah. you've done something, you've built it, it's cool. Why don't you just follow that? Um, yeah, and it's diff- It's I'm telling you, it's tough to walk away from these things. Um, but you, you know, it's, it's like go slow to be fast. So mm. if you're at the bottom of like stairs and you want to get to the top of the stairs, if you take one step at a time, you will definitely get to the top of the stairs, right? But if yeah. you try and take five steps at a time and each thing is really big, it's going to be really difficult to get to the top of the stairs. So Speak, what I realized is Speak is a five-step product. 
it's not a one-step product. Gotcha. And that is that is why I walked away from it, even though it's cool and it's built. Okay. Okay. I'll Sorry to back. interrupt your demo here. No worries. No Carry worries. On. No worries. Okay. Um, let's see what I got. Yeah. So I mean. Just I've just really liked the way that the that the whole thing has turned out, and I think it's going to be good. I just need um, oh yeah. So with the the way that the whole thing is introduced at the beginning is this uh, is with this seven factors of your success, the founder fit formula, and yeah. um, I'm just putting that at the top of each page. So it's like okay, this is where you are. That sort of makes it make a bit more sense there, and. Um, yeah, uh, don't have too much else to say about it. Other than I changed, uh, just changed a few things, and I am so ready to release this thing, and so bored of writing it. Have you and, gotten um, any reviews of it yet? Um, I've got good re one review um, from from a, a friend <laughs> who said, "I wish I, I wish I'd seen this, you know, when I first started out." Um, but apart from that, not too much. Because I haven't, it's a lot of content. It's difficult to get people to read it. Yeah. Uh, like when I'm, I have asked a, a few founders, you know, who are, who are successful and make money. Hey, will you look at this? But no one's done it because it's like, you know, it's two hours to go through. <laughs> it's a lot to ask. Yeah, I, I showed uh, the profit cake to some of my, my buddies here working on on projects and they were like, oh, yeah, we already did it the other way. What does that mean? Oh, like they already spent like months and months and months building their thing. And they've, yeah. they've had like one sale and like five users or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe it also has to, um, they have to be introduced to the thing at the right time. Well, a lot of people have to go through a lot of people don't believe it until they've made the mistake themselves. Yeah. Well, I suspect for this particular friend, like, or two friends that built this thing, I, I suspect the right time may be in another month or two. Yeah. So that's the, that's the other point about the, the boot camp. Like, I think the sweet spot to hit founders is when they've been failing for a year or two. Then those guys coming across this, this boot camp would be like, ah, yes, light bulb. I could totally see that. Yeah. All right. Um, any mental model or anything you want to share? Nope. All right. Then uh, let's go on to goals. Okay. Goals it is. <laughs> All right. Can I copy paste from last time? Yes. All right. I'm going to uh, get the reactor site launched. Uh, it's it's basically done. All I have to do is just just like deploy it, and uh, I, I guess give you the IP address. Give me um, the IP address, and then I'll plug it in. Yeah, yeah. You do do that, and I will. My goal is to try and get this fucking boot camp out the door. <laughs> I'm really gonna try. Oh my god. Okay. Um, okay. And my my other my other uh, focus is going to be Alchemist Camp still. Okay. Good side of the horrible uh, inefficient heater of last week is that uh, uh, I did a lot of reading and some of that was on Elixir related stuff because oh, I cool. bought like 
all the Elixir books from from Manning or Pragmatic Programmers, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I've got uh, got a whole bunch of ideas for videos. Just gotta just gotta get them recorded. Nice. All right, man. All right. Well, see you next week then. See you. All right. Later.